Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. If there's one thing that globe-trotting real estate investors have in common, it's travel. And today, to be different, we're going to discuss travel trips for real estate road warriors. This is the Real Estate Guys radio network. Are you struggling to keep up with your mortgage payments? Whether it's your home, vacation, or investment property, there are loan workout options available. To help you sort through all the noise in the marketplace, The Real Estate Guys has written a free 18-page report called What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. In this special report, you'll discover the single most important thing the lender looks for before agreeing to modify your loan. Plus, you'll be able to weigh the pros and cons of hiring a professional versus doing it yourself, and much, much more. All you need to do to get your copy is email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. It's free, it's confidential, and it's yours when you send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. Start your own economic bailout plan today. Get the Real Estate Guys free report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning in. We're uh, rounding out the year, aren't we? Getting down in the last couple of months of the year. And uh, we're all looking at our schedules and realizing that if we want to see loved ones, it's time to get on a, a train or a plane or a boat or in a car and do some traveling. As real estate investors, we're always traveling. I think I was on 172 flights last year, and I'm on track to uh, beat that this year. And it's not something I'm necessarily proud of, but it's the reality of life in so today, we're going to talk about travel tips for real estate road warriors. First, let's meet our co-host, financial strategist and avid traveler, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Good. This is near and dear to our heart. Yes, it is. You know, after uh, almost 14 years in the radio, you, you run out of topics. So, no, that's not really what this is about. Um, for for uh, many years, uh, we did a, uh, a three-day class on the due diligence process and market analysis. And a little sub-topic I taught in there was what I had learned from being on the road. And uh, we had an opportunity uh, to invite a guest on the show who you're going to meet today, who is definitely a travel expert. And that just got us thinking about, hey, you know, there really are some things that we do today that maybe might be helpful to people. So uh, if you travel at all in any capacity, I think you're going to learn something today. But if you're a real estate investor, even more so. I think it's super important. You know, when I first started hanging out with you, Robert, I was not a very seasoned traveler. And I didn't even know what I didn't know. You know, I tend to be kind of an organized guy and I make my checklist and I think things through, but you can't anticipate things that you've never experienced before. And you just learn a lot by osmosis, just cruising around. And so there were, I mean, I made my list. I probably get two pages of just practical tips, things that I never knew. And the thing that was interesting, you know, after you kind of been traveling a lot, you think, oh, everybody knows this. But then all you got to do is hang around in an airport for a little while and watch people go through. And you realize there's a whole bunch of people that really don't have a clue. They hardly ever travel. And if you want to be successful as in anything, you have to learn how to focus your, your concentration, focus your energy. The last thing you need to do is, is be carrying around all these loose ends in your mind, worrying, did I remember this? Did I forget that? Or worse, have something that you really need not on hand when you've spent a lot of time and a lot of money to get to a place and then you can't do what you came to do because of an oversight. You know, how many times have you and I had to have somebody FedEx us a cord to our computer or an attachment to a camera or something, right? Now, not so much in the last couple 
couple of years. I think That's we've right. definitely gotten better at this, and we're on the road a bunch. Uh, we travel not only uh, nationally, uh, but internationally, and uh, and quite a bit. So we're by no means the most seasoned travelers uh, on the radio, but uh, we certainly do it a lot, and we do it in the context of, of real estate investing. And so I think there's a lot of what we have to share today that's going to be fairly generic. So whether you're a real estate investor or not, you'll get something out of it. And then uh, later in the show, we'll talk about some of the specific things in terms of setting up your trip ahead of time if you're going to be uh, out uh, kicking the dirt in a, in a marketplace. But uh, just in general, I think to start with uh, the philosophy of travel, one of my favorite travel quotes, St. Augustine said, the world is a book and those who do not travel read only a page. It is such a big world out there. There is so much to see. As a real estate investor, you've got to get out and see what you're missing. Compare. We always say compared to what? Well, how do you know if you haven't been there? It's possible for a sophisticated investor to make an investment in a property they've never seen, but I never think it's a good idea until you've stood at the property and physically gotten there through whatever neighborhood, through whatever area, you don't really understand the property, the tenant base, the the surroundings, and you really want to see that. I want to see where the drivers are in the community. I want to see what's happening in a place before I put my hard-earned dollars there. So I think, uh, you know, people travel for pleasure. All the time we do our annual goal-setting event, and invariably more than 90% of the people who write out goals have traveled. They want to travel somewhere. They want to do something, vacation, see a part of the world they haven't. And that's great. We love that. Most of the travel we do is, is what you might consider business travel. Now, if you're just a person that uh, commutes by plane every every day, you probably run into you know techniques and, and tips and ideas and, and things so forth. But I think we want to start with this idea that not everybody travels all the time, and so there are some things that you don't even think about. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's a, there's a ton of things you do. You, you don't uh, really tend to think about. And like I said, the only way you learn is by doing. But, you know, coming back to this concept of going out and looking at a market and trying to learn a market and the difference between doing the research online and reading reports and looking at charts and graphs and all that and actually going there is all the anecdotal information you pick up. And it starts really right in the airport and it starts on the plane. You know, these uh, flight attendants, if you will engage them in conversation, you can find out which cities are hot you know, which planes are full. You can find out what the mood of people is. You can find out where the nice people are. I mean, communities really, you're sitting there smiling. Like, because I've been next to you as you've found out these every one of these things on an airplane. Yeah. Uh, we, we fly together a lot. And so uh, it's it's so true. And, and so much of what we find out about a marketplace has to do with the mood of the people there and all the service providers, but especially flight attendants. They they get it. They understand. And, and you know, I remember going to a marketplace to, to uh, look at a property and the plane was empty going. The plane was empty coming back. And that's what we call a clue, a clue. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, and now today it's a little bit different, right? The, there's been a, a change uh, in the economy and therefore a change in travel. But we'll, we'll speak to that before before we're done today. But because of the change, it may, it may impact uh, some of the way that you travel. There's less choices today. Uh, there are probably less bargains today. And a, a lot of travel providers have been in trouble. Uh, we did a, a show a few months back on the hotel industry and, and uh, their annual report that had come out. And, and uh, but, but we're starting to see it bounce back. There is more travel. I tell what I'm on more full planes now than I have been in a long time. Sold out hotel situations, all kinds of, of things recently, and so people are are, are traveling. So I, I guess the first thing that that is different for a real estate investor than a, a typical traveler is choosing when you're going to go on on a trip. 
If I'm a leisure traveler, I'm probably going to travel around a wedding or a holiday. We've got some of that coming up. We'll ask our guests about that. But if I'm a real estate investor, I'm wanting to go at a time that I can really see the market. Unless it's an urgent deal I'm looking at that's going to expire tomorrow, I probably have some more flexibility. And that's a theme we're going to talk about today. The more flexible you are, first in your attitude and secondly in your travel arrangements, the better. Travel sucks. It just isn't any fun when you're going from the shuttle to the parking lot to the rental car counter to the gate to security to waiting at the gate to they change the gate to my flight's delayed to my missed line connection. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong. You got to start with the right attitude. You got to start with the adventuresome spirit. Absolutely. I I think that's huge. You know, I used to, uh, as a younger man, look at my dad who traveled a lot for business. And I thought to myself, I never want to travel. I, I hate travel. The thing is, I had never traveled that much, so I really didn't have enough information you know, have to, to have an opinion. Here, because this is very interesting, because my dad, of course, was a travel, traveling salesman growing up, and he used to bring back pennants. They don't, I don't know if you can make those anymore, but you know, the little yeah, felt sure. pennants from yeah, the different absolutely. cities. Yeah. I had a whole wall in my room covered with pennants, and I had exactly the opposite. I wanted to go to all those places. Yeah. I had a desire to travel based on my dad traveling all the time, so that's interesting. Well, all I saw, you know, was him gone all the time, and, and you know, I just didn't think I wanted to do that uh, to my family. It never occurred to me I could take him with me. Yeah. Uh, never even occurred to me I could do something like that and bring them something back and make it an adventure with them, so good for him. That was great. Uh, but when I started traveling with you, Robert, is when I really began to understand the adventuresome side of a lot of things, real estate investing part of it, but the travel part of it. And now I love to travel, and I look forward to traveling, and I've learned how to you know, have that right approach. The other thing I've learned is, is that if you take the attitude that everything you're doing is an opportunity to learn, because it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, like we do mentoring club because here we are talking to each other, you know, in the studio on the microphones and that's one level of interaction. But when you're out there in the real world, hearing what's happening with real people and getting their perspectives, you learn a lot more as a real estate investor. You know, most of the listeners don't know that you're just a virtual co-host. They don't <laughs> yeah, realize I'm you're not avatar. a real person. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but really, if you think about it, from the time you get, if, you, if you're taking a cab, those cabbies know a ton. Oh, the you cabbie know? is a wealth of information. The, the concierge at the hotel, if you're at a more upscale hotel, the waitress uh, or waiter at the local restaurant, coffee shop, where you might get something to eat, where you go, you know, downstairs to pick up a newspaper or whatever. I mean, don't discount that. You can sit in your hotel room and pull up everything online, but but go down and get some flavor. You know, there's things you're going to see in a local newspaper you wouldn't see, things you're going to hear in the airport. If you just, you know, if you're a chatty person like your dad is great, he'll engage people in conversation. I'm more shy, but I listen. I sit and I listen to what other people are talking about, and it gives me some flavor for wherever it is I am. And, you, you know, you'd be surprised how many people talk about jobs, how many people talk about real estate. How many people talk about finance? Uh, there's a lot of that type of conversation, and you can begin to get a flavor for an area, and it may even be the area where you're at. These people may be from out of town someplace else, and you can pick up something about an area you weren't even considering. You just you just never know. They'll be talking about, oh, you know, this area's gotten really hot, or oh, these prices have gone up so much lately, I just can't believe it. Well, you would never find that anywhere else. So if you have the right attitude, even with delays, it's an opportunity. Always carry something to read. You never know. You know, if you're going to end up in a situation, you can't always count on being able to have connectivity with your you know, mobile device or your laptop. So carry a book, carry some some magazine, something that you wanted to catch up on reading And that downtime. You know, when you get delayed, which is inevitable in travel is now a gift of time and an opportunity to catch up on some reading or correspondence 
that you might not have ever done, but you got to have it with you. Well, and let's talk about the very purpose of your trip. Say you are going to a town that you've not been to before, and you're there to look at a specific property. Then that's not what we would recommend as, as real estate investors. We're going to always start with the marketplace first, and then look for a property manager or a team, and then look for a property. But that, in the real world, a lot of folks, that happens. They get excited about a deal. They're flying off to some city to look at a deal. You want to leave yourself enough time, obviously, to learn your way around, ask some questions. You're going to probably have some appointments set up. You're going to see the property, maybe meet with a couple of professionals. All right. You have spent a lot of time and a lot of money to get there. Here's my first bit of advice. Give yourself more time. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have time for unplanned meetings and discoveries. I remember going on an interesting trip that we extended two days. We were in a market for about a day and a half and our internal gauge was telling us, no, no, this isn't going to, this isn't going to be good. But after the third day, it turned around so much so that we ended up changing our flight, and we'll talk about that before we're done, uh, and staying two more days, and it will, it made all the difference in that marketplace to stay that extra time. So give yourself some time for unplanned meetings. Don't be on such a tight schedule that you can't stop and check out something if you want to see it. Now, getting back to this fact that we often change our flights, I probably make 40% of my originally scheduled flights. So for me, one of my pet peeves is the $150 change fee. Right. Right. So I do everything I can to not incur that fee. If you have to, you can get last-minute tickets, and there's a lot of um, places to do that. We'll talk about that before we're done where you can find great deals. But don't shoo yourself into such a tight schedule that you have to go back. You might as well get everything you can done at, uh, at one time. If you're going to rent a car... Spend the 10 bucks and get the GPS. If you don't already have a mobile GPS device, which will pay for itself in the first year, rent the GPS and figure out where you're going. If you waste one hour looking for an address, it could foul up your whole trip. I'll take that one step further. Make sure if you kind of know what your itinerary is, I like to go do the MapQuest thing and print it out because you never know if you're going to have connectivity, you're going to get to a new place, or so my phone coverage isn't working, or it's pretty hard to navigate with your laptop sitting there using your wireless device. You know. Well, that's what I like GPS because it's built into the car and it, it you don't have to worry about right. it being connected. It's all it's always on. But have a backup for sure. If you're if you think that because of you're in the age of technology, you're just going to pull up say the listing on your computer. What if your battery's dead? What if there's, right? So always right. print that stuff out, out in advance. We're talking today about uh, travel tips for real estate road warriors. When we get back, we've got a guest for you who uh, spends all of her time in the travel arena. I think you'll be impressed. We're going to ask her uh, about some travel tips and secrets uh, when we get back with the Real Estate Guys. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Banks are taking back lots of property these days, and they want to get rid of them fast. To do that, they sell them cheap. That's the good news. But they can't afford to sell you one at a time. That's the bad news. Now, here's the great news. You can get plugged into a steady source of affordable fixer-uppers to feed your real estate investing business without having to buy them by the dozen. Get a copy of the free report, Buying Value, Profiting from Distressed REO Properties. Send an email to wholesale at realestateguysradio.com or call our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 105. Get plugged into bargain properties all over the U.S. Call 888-510-6838, extension 105, or email wholesale at realestateguysradio.com. Feeling outgunned when dueling through loan mod negotiations with your lender? Discover the underwater borrower's secret weapon and how you can make your loan modification your lender's idea. 
Get the special report by consumer advocate Martin Andelman. Send your request to analyze this at realestateguysradio.com. Don't go into your loan mod battle unarmed. Get the free report. Send your email to analyze this at realestateguysradio.com or visit the special reports page under resources at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking about uh, travel trips for real estate road warriors. If you're out there traveling, especially this time of year, uh, some things you can do to uh, beat the crowds and uh, have some insider tips. Joining us now is a lady who knows a lot about a lot more than we do about that. In fact, we are super excited to have Janine Tornator on the show. She is the editor at Orbitz Travel, and everybody who travels knows the name Orbitz. Uh, she has spent the last five years overseeing the Orbitz Insider reports, and uh, she's also, oh gosh, she's been on TV, she's been on radio, and she is finally, after being on the Wall Street Journal and Fox Business News and CBS and ABC and NBC, she's worked her way up to the real estate guys. Let's say hello to Janine. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Hey, thanks for taking time to uh, talk with us today. Uh, people love to travel and yet it can also be a nightmare uh you spend a lot of time giving people your insider tips and secrets and so forth and we're coming up on maybe the most traveled time of the year uh what are some of the things that uh, folks who are on the road need to need to think be thinking about janine well particularly for thanksgiving travel if you haven't already booked your airfare at least you need to really get on that uh the airlines have reduced capacity which means there's not as many seats on the planes and they've already started adding on what they call these holiday peak day surcharges. So those are those $10, $20, $30 they add on to the price of your ticket over Thanksgiving and over the weeks around Christmas. So uh, we don't expect prices to be going down uh, this holiday, particularly over Thanksgiving. So it's important that folks actually get online and book their All right. Well, that is uh, definitely good advice. And I imagine the same is true for uh, the rest of the holiday season. The earlier you book, uh, probably the better? It is. If you find, you know, a lot of people wonder if there's going to be last-minute sales. Because in years past, sometimes um, there have been when uh, the volume of travelers just hasn't been as high. But we're really um, expecting um, it to be a busy travel season this year, and the airlines know that. So uh, we're not really expecting any fair sales this year. Now, when you're looking at the changes, I mean, it's obvious most people know that the airlines haven't been super profitable. And I fly a lot, and I see full planes a lot. But as you mentioned, there aren't as many of them. So they've been pretty smart about reducing the schedule to kind of match the, the number of seats, and, and, and that's smart. And then the airlines have tried these different things, like the, the fee for peak service or the baggage fees and, and so forth. As you look out on the horizon, do you think we're going to see more of that, or is that starting to, to wear off? What uh, What's the industry uh, reporting back? I, I don't think it's starting to wear off. I think that I saw a few weeks ago that um, Continental now is um, charging for their meal services, and they were maybe the last holdout to not charge for meals on planes. So I, I don't see it moving in a direction where people are going to be paying for less amenities when they're flying. Travelers are certainly frustrated with it and frustrated with not knowing what fees are going to be paying up front because a lot of times you don't know what some of these fees are if you're not a frequent traveler until you get to the airport and you find out you're paying $25 for your bag and if it's overweight you're paying another $100 and so on. 
So, but I think it's just something that travelers are, are going to have to deal with, at least for the near future. Well, especially if you're not a road warrior, if you're not someone that's used to being on the road, there are obviously some things, and uh, we'll continue to talk about some of the things you can do on the show to be smarter about that and how you pack and what you need to bring and so forth. But if you're, for, for, for our listeners, a lot of folks who are investing in real estate are flying all over the country, and in fact, the world, to look at property deals and opportunities and, and so forth, and yet they're maybe not held to a strict schedule like I would be if I was flying home for Thanksgiving weekend. So what tips can you give us about when to fly and and those kind of things if I have more flexibility in my schedule? Well, flexibility is key if you want to save when you're traveling and not only save, but you know, if you're a frequent traveler, you want to go when not everybody else is going and avoid some of those crowds. So particularly over the holidays and Thanksgiving weekend, it's one of the most compact, busiest travel weekends of the year. So you have everyone traveling within a four or five day period. Over Thanksgiving, the busiest days, according to our bookings thus far, are Wednesday, November 24th, uh, and then Sunday, November 28th, when everyone's coming back. So those are going to be your busiest days. There are also a couple of the more expensive days for the weekend. I have traveled several years on Thanksgiving morning um, and still made it home in time for the turkey dinner. It's one of the best times to travel. People at the air at the airports and working for the airlines are in the holiday spirit. There's not nearly the crowds at the airport. And so, yes, flexibility is key. And also, you know, if you're planning to go to some of the more popular destinations, going on those off-peak times when not as many people are traveling, um, you're going to have better experiences even in your destination when you land. Now, of course, one of the things that Orbitz does is let you compare lots of, I don't want to sound like a commercial here, but lots of different airlines and pricing and, and all that in one place as opposed to having to go, you know, in the old days, obviously, you pick up the phone and you call all kinds of different airlines or you'd call a travel agent. Now, what you guys are able to do is aggregate all of that in one place. How quickly does that information change? Uh, you know, it changes all the time. The airlines are constantly managing their revenue, and uh, airfare prices are constantly changing just based on um, the volume of travelers that uh, you know are booking seats on certain flights. So it is something that you know travelers are. That's one reason people are constantly shopping around and constantly looking online because it does change so much. But there are tools now on sites like Orbitz that will help you manage that. You know, we have um, what we call Deal Detector where you can set the parameters for when you want to travel. So if you know the travel dates or the week you want to travel and even what you want to pay, you can plug all that in and we will actually alert you when we meet your price and find an airfare that meets your needs. Another great thing about booking online is not just being able to see all of your different airline and fare options, but looking at things like different airports, you can actually choose to search within a 90-mile radius of your major airport in your city, which over the holidays can be key because you'll find different airlines flying into different airports. Some of these secondary airports have the low-cost carriers flying into them. So you can oftentimes find money if you just expand your radius uh, for the airports that you're looking to fly in and out of. Yeah, that's a, those are definitely some good tools to use. And, you know, one of the things people, I think, lose sight of sometimes when they're, say, they're taking the family uh, away for, for the holidays, they're trying to save as much money as they can. But if you spend eight hours online trying to, to save $40, I mean, the math doesn't doesn't add up. So it, it does make sense to let, the, let these tools that you guys have, and other sites have done such a good job of putting together work for you. Absolutely. That's what they're there for. And it's all a matter of uh, managing your time and still finding that good deal. Now, let's talk about uh, security. There's been changes recently. I've noticed uh, myself, uh, just even flying today, the uh, changes uh, in security. What can you tell us about uh, what's happening there and what what we see happening uh, coming down the road? Sure. Well, if you're a frequent traveler, road warrior, you're not going to see many changes 
at the airport, and you're still going to have to abide by the 311 rule with your three ounces or less in your clear plastic bags. And you, you, we are seeing now um, more and more airports that have the, the body scanner. So that's something that, you know, travelers have to choose whether they want to go through the body scanner or take the pat down when, when they go through security. But one of the major um, new initiatives that's actually going to be starting to be implemented on November 1st is a program from Homeland Security called Secure Flight. Where you first see this is when you're actually booking your flight. So if you go on a site like Orbitz, um, you now are asked for some additional information. You're asked for your full name as it's shown on your government-issued ID, your gender, and your birth date. And what's key as a traveler is to make sure that when you're inputting this information, you have the ID that you're going to show at the airport in front of you, so you input it exactly as it's shown on your ID. The only reason you would get held up is if there's any type of major discrepancy between your full name that you that you gave when you booked your flight and what's shown on your ID. And this program's been put in place to help manage, you know, misidentifications on the watch list and try to curtail some of those issues that go along with that. So as a traveler, you're not going to hopefully experience this if you just simply input the information correctly from the start. Well, you know, and we are often uh, finding ourselves late for uh, flights and so forth, and I know the airlines always tell you to get there uh, in plenty of time, but I think one of the things people miss is that the TSA does not work for the airlines, and so, they, you know, they have their own job to do, which is crucial, and it's separate from really the airline's agenda. It's like people, well, I've seen people online complaining that, well, I'm going to miss my flight. You know, the, the people providing the security for the airport don't really care about that. If you were, wanted to make sure you should get there early. Um, are there any secrets to uh, when you arrive and, and how you can get through security the fastest? That's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is to be prepared and to know what to expect when you go through through the line. And, you know, most of your listeners being frequent travelers probably are the people that already have their laptops out of the bag and have their shoes off and are ready to go. Um, you know, I've actually, you know, when I've had people in line around me that I can tell aren't frequent travelers, you know, just kind of helping people out because a lot of times what holds up the line are people that are the infrequent travelers and just don't know the rules. That's a great mindset anyway, right? I mean, as a, as a frequent uh, flyer, you know, kind of be a steward of the airways and then help people through that. Because we all, we've all been behind the family that is obviously traveling on an airplane for the first time. Yeah. And they don't know the first thing about what needs to go through and all that. And it doesn't take that much to go out of your way and, and lend a hand. That's a, that's a good tip right there. And I've also found that one of the airports I always experience is that is Orlando because it's a big family destination and you have so many people who are checking luggage. So it's kind of a big tourist destination where people are checking a lot of luggage. If you can avoid checking luggage, then you know that can save you 30 minutes to an hour of waiting in that extra line. Um, where you know I always try to go straight through security and not have to check a bag. If you do have to check a bag, it's worth it to pay the couple extra bucks to the sky cap and just avoid the long line inside. Um, because those lines take longer now, too, because people oftentimes, you know, they have to weigh their bag, and if it's overweight, they have to you have people taking things out. So just avoiding that extra line and going straight to security can help you out a lot. I got the coolest gift for Christmas last year. It's one of those hand scales that weighs your bag ahead of time, and we use that thing all the time. Yeah, it's really key. Those fees can add so much money onto your trip, and they're the unexpected ones. People think, oh, I'll just pay the 25 bucks, and I'll take everything, and I'll check it in my bag, and they forget that there is a weight limit. It's usually around 50 pounds for most of the major airlines. But the key is once you go over that 50 pounds, whether you're one pound over or you're 30 pounds over, you're still going to pay around $100 for a bag. So uh, it, it is important to make sure that you're under that weight limit. Our guest today is Janine Tornator. She's the senior travel editor with Orbitz.com. When we come back, we'll find out uh, some more hints and secrets about finding the right travel and getting it at the right price. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
I'm Jordan Goodman, author of Master Your Debt, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, Russ, wake up. We've got a show to do. Huh? Oh, sorry. I was just having the most awesome dream. I found low-cost rental properties that cash flow in a strong job market with prices that didn't fall through the floor during this great recession. Wow, that is awesome. But, you know, you don't have to dream to find a market like that. We're going on a field trip there in just a few weeks. Really? Where are we going? To Dallas, Texas. It's a huge market with great infrastructure and lots of people. Prices are low and rents are strong. And with today's low interest rates, properties cash flow great. And did you know Dallas is projected in the top three of all job markets for 2010? Plus, Texas is the number one rated state for doing business. That's amazing. When is it? That's the best part. It's up to you. We have several dates scheduled, so you can go when it's convenient for your schedule. No matter which weekend you pick, there'll be tours of different submarkets and property types and meetings with local experts, including developers, agents, and property managers. That sounds great. Well, hurry up and register because space on field trips is always limited. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events or call 888-GUYS-RADIO for more information. That's realestateguysradio.com or 888-GUYS-RADIO. Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in. Travel tips this week. We're talking about uh, being a road warrior, getting out there and traveling. And really, whether you're doing that uh, regularly or part-time, a lot of the folks who uh, listen maybe don't travel all that much, but you're going to have travel in your future. People want to travel. When we ask a room full of people who wants to travel more, everyone raises their hands, uh, except those of us that fly 150 days a year or more. Uh, you know, I mean, for me, we were talking about this uh, before the show. I still love to travel. The novelty has worn off, but but it's still great. It's such a big world. You got to get out and see it. Uh, right now, before we get back uh, to our interview uh, with Janine, we're going to play Real Estate Trivia. Here's how that works. I'm going to ask you a real estate trivia. That, uh, a question today that has something to do with travel, clearly, uh, and a piece of real estate, a large piece of real estate. And uh, if you know the answer, then quickly get to your email and send us a reply to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and mailing address. And if you're the winner, you'll get an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. We take the first person with the right answer, and they get a book for sure. Then we take all the correct guesses for the week and have a drawing for a second book. That way, if you're listening on iTunes or on our podcast or on our website after the show, as long as you get uh, your entry in uh, before next week's show, uh, you'll be eligible uh, to win as well. So send us your name and mailing address to Trivia at Real realestateguysradio.com. All right, here's our real estate trivia question for this week. In the United States of America, this large piece of real estate called the United States of America, what percentage of people have passports? What percentage of U.S. citizens own a passport, carry a passport? If you know the answer, I want to take a guess. Just send it to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com, and you could be our winner. We're talking to Janine Tornator. She is the senior travel editor with Orbitz.com, and uh, she's given us some uh, ideas of uh, how to book and how to save and how to get uh, the right travel for your needs. Now, Janine, I noticed uh, one of the things that you guys have on, on your site is uh, the vac- vacation package tab. And, and it really, I guess I look at that and I see, wow, there are some deals to be had if you kind of bundle your travel services together. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. That's one of the best ways you can save if you're booking. If you know that you're going to book airfare and hotel and even car rental, packaging those together as opposed to booking those components all separately, you're always going to save when you get them together. And basically, the way it works is that a lot of these hotels that are are part of our packages 
would go unsold. So there are hotels that have excess inventory. And so um, the hotels, um, are, they give us great rates um, to package these together with the airlines. And so you don't see the, the, just how cheap they're giving it to you. They're willing to give it to you for this bundled price at a, a much more discounted rate. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, there's these sites that say, well, you know, you get it at, the, the, at a discount. But the, the, the retailer, the hotel or whatever service provider has to tell you what that is. And that might go against their corporate philosophy. And if you bundle it together, you don't really know. But I'll tell you what, I've looked a couple of times when I've been looking at just a flight and just a hotel. And when I look together to get both, it's like just a few dollars more than to get one or the other. Right, particularly the destinations that have a lot of excess hotel inventory. A great example is Las Vegas. If you're going to Vegas, always look to book a package. Oftentimes, you're right, I've seen package deals where it is almost exactly the same price as what you would pay for the airfare alone, and you're getting two or three nights hotel together with that. So it's a great option. You should at least always check it out when you're booking a trip. Janine, let's talk about changes. As real estate investors, it is quite often we show up and we're going to spend a couple of days in a marketplace and we find some great deal, some great opportunity. We need to stay an extra day. How is it that I should protect myself in in those cases? We all know that the lowest airfare you pay is non-refundable and there's big change fees. Are there any ideas you can give us there as far as people that um, need to be more flexible in their travel? Well, there are programs out there for people that want to book their airfare in advance. Um, When it comes to to changing your airfare, uh, most of the online travel sites like Orbit, we don't have any um, change fees from Orbit. Now, the airlines are a different story. You're always going to pay change fees if you do have to change your, your ticket when when it comes to the airlines. We don't have any control over that, unfortunately. Um, But there are programs out there. We have a program called Orbit's Price Assurance. And the way it works is if you book a flight and then later one of our Orbit's customers books the same flight, so the same flight itinerary at a lower price, uh, we automatically track that for you and we'll send you a refund check for the difference. So, you know, that's not necessarily, doesn't apply if you're going to change your flight, but certainly encourages people that they don't have to wait till the last minute to book their flight. If they know the dates they want to travel, you can go ahead and book it a month or two in advance with the reassurance that, you know, if those rates go down and someone else books that same ticket, you're going to get a refund. All right, excellent. Well, hey, any other uh, tips or strategies or ideas you have to share with the listeners about travel? Well, you know, we talked about being flexible. One of the other things I always do as a traveler is to take those early morning flights. Over the holidays, particularly, this is really smart. But even as someone who travels frequently, statistically, those early morning flights are on time more than the ones late in the day. Because as we all know, once delays start happening across the country, there's just a ripple effect and flights get backed up throughout the day. But those first flights of the morning um, typically have more on-time operations. So it's well worth it just to get that 4 a.m. wake-up call and get on that 6 or 7 a.m. flight and and get to your destination on time. All right. Well, we sure appreciate uh, your insight and inputs today, Janine. It's been great to have you on the radio show. Thanks. It's been a great pleasure. All right. There's Janine Tornator. She's the senior travel editor with Orbits.com. They're easy to find, Orbits.com on uh, the Internet. And uh, not only can you get an idea of the different travel tools available, but uh, have fun. Look for a vacation. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of the tips and strategies we've developed over the years as being road warriors. I'm your host, Robert Helms, and we're the Real Estate Guys. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hi, this is Bob Helms. They call me the godfather of real estate, mostly because I've been investing longer than the average Joe, since 1957 to be exact. 
Back when I started out, investing was pretty simple. Even so, I made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I can't imagine getting into this game today without some help. That's why I'm inviting you to check out the Real Estate Guys Investor Mentoring Club. There are three locations to choose from, Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, and Dallas, Texas. To find out when and where, just send an email to guys at realestateguysradio.com or use the feedback page on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Tell them the Godfather sent you. Hey, Russ, guess what? Uh, the real estate market is hot again? Oh, Russ, the real estate market is always hot if you know where to look. No, it's something even better. Really? What is it? Well, thanks to our amazing listeners, we continue to be one of the most downloaded real estate shows on iTunes week after week. That is great. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I thought we should let our listeners know that there's more to the Real Estate Guys than just our weekly broadcast. Yeah, like our website at realestateguysradio.com where they can read our blog. Great start. And if they're still hungry for more, there's our Backstage Pass with members-only access to additional content, backstage interviews, and our monthly audio mentoring club. Plus, Backstage Pass members get priority access and special discounts to our live events, field trips, and the annual Investor Summit. So come backstage, go to realestateguysradio.com, and click on the Backstage Stage Pass logo. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Mo Vesey. I'm the president-elect for the National Association of Realtors. Excited to be with the Real Estate Guys today. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. We're talking about travel tips for real estate road warriors today, and we've got so many more tips to uh, share with you. In fact, uh, looking at the clock here, we're not going to get them all in, so we have decided to put together a report. Russ has said, oh, absolutely, I can put together a whole bunch of travel tips, and that's what we're going to do, ideas that uh, we're going to share with you, and also uh, some things that we won't have time for, and uh, we'll tell you how to get that report uh, before uh, we're done. Uh, so anyway, you want to make sure that uh, you mentioned, Russ, you know, talking to people, uh, and that's so important as you're getting out out and meeting people. But uh, I think also you want to make sure you pick up the local newspaper. Mm-hmm. There's great information. You know, the monthly newspaper, a weekly newspaper in a marketplace is great. Uh, pick up the, the local paper and look for the for rent ads. Get an idea. Are there incentives being offered? What is the level of rent? Are there a lot of ads for rents or not so many? That'll give you an idea about uh, the marketplace. Um, sometimes you'll find those visitor maps and visitor guides. And it's not just that you'll have a map, which is helpful, but it can give you some clues into what's happening in a marketplace. Pick up the real estate magazine. Yeah. Even if you're looking at a commercial deal, pick up the residential real estate magazine. You know, those little magazines that have all the pictures of houses because it gives you a great feel for the market. You'll see what's on the market, what people are touting. I think that's all great uh, information. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the practical parts of of, uh, your trip. If possible, I like to fly on an unrestricted ticket, meaning I can make changes. The downside of that is it's expensive. So I find that a more practical way to do that is I plan into my budget a change fee. Yeah. If I don't have to change my flight, great. I always leave extra space. But as you know, we fly around a lot and we end up changing flights. Now, there are some airlines that are very favorable about changing and there's some that aren't. And so just plan that in. But it is often worth the $150 change fee to get that one additional meeting or meet that one additional person. I think as far as hotels go, my first choice is to stay in the general vicinity or neighborhood of the property, if that's appropriate. If you're looking at industrial complexes, maybe not. But if you're going to be in an area, stay there. The second place I like to stay is downtown. A lot happens in a downtown. You get a feel about a marketplace when you're downtown that you don't get when you're staying in some suburban uh, hotel. Now, again, I'd rather stay near the property because I get a better feel for the area. But absent that, downtown uh, I think is great. And uh, 
you know, I like local hotels. I mean, the, if you have a, a regular travel partner hotel that you use and you want to get points and all that, great. But when you stay at the local bed and breakfast or a small boutique hotel, you can get a lot more, uh, I think, uh, input from uh, the, the uh, other people that are there as well as uh, the owners of the, of the property and, uh, and get out of the hotel. If you hang around in the hotel lobby, you're going to hang around travelers. You don't want to meet travelers. It's great what travelers think, but it's more important what the locals uh, think. And then uh, I also think don't eat in chain restaurants. Right. You've already eaten at all those big chain restaurants, and it's exactly the same experience in this town as it would be in your hometown or any other town. So get out and seek some local color. Well, and I was going to say don't order room service. No. You're not going to overhear anything sitting in your room. <laughs> Don't sit in there. Well, if you're in our room, you're over here us talking to each other like we do. We're like this all the time, whether the mics are on or not. But but uh, you're right. Get out. Get out. I, I don't eat even in the hotel. The hotel lobby can be interesting, but it's usually travelers that are in there. I'd rather go to a local establishment. Yep. And if you're by yourself, sit at the bar. Even if you don't drink, sit at the bar. You can usually order food at the bar. At the very least of the bartender, who is very connected into what's happening and the pulse of what's going on, at least with the drinking public. And what usually happens is you get in a conversation with the local. That's right. I can't tell you how many leads we've found and great sources we've had just sitting next to locals and, and getting in conversations. Absolutely. I mean, again, it just it's, it's networking. And when you're a solo real estate investor, life can be very lonely. And sometimes it's appealing to people who are loners because it's that way. But one of the things you have to be aware of is that networking is a major part of your business. And the way you do that is you have to get out. So I, I view every trip as a mobile convention. You know, if anybody's ever worked a trade show, you go to the trade show and you wander around, you go booth to booth and you meet people that have come from all over and you learn about all kinds of things. But anywhere you go, it's like that. You just have to have that attitude. And if you go out and, and start listening and then start engaging people in conversation, you know, not to now, beat a dead horse. But I man, don't think, important. and understand, we're not talking about being random. You want to start out, and I think one of the key things is to set up your important meetings in advance. So if you're there yeah. to meet with a property manager, that's the first thing to put in your schedule. If you're going to meet with an attorney, local title company, real estate broker, though, wherever those folks are, you're going to set those appointments, but leave space in between. Exactly. And you can learn things from, you know, you get a lead from uh, one of those providers that says, well, you guys want to really talk to this attorney about this. That's right. And you had a different attorney on the agenda. Great. Now you got room to add, a, add an appointment. I think that's huge. Now, let's talk a little bit about the practical travel side. First of all, don't overpack. Today, more than ever, if you can carry on, carry on. And it's not just to save the $25. It's much bigger than that. It's you're saving the 20 to 25 minutes of getting your bag. That's right. And the other thing is if you force yourself and discipline yourself to travel light, it is freeing in so many ways. Clearly it is. And, you know, the, thing, the things you want to bring with you are the things that you can't buy while you're there. You know, so a lot of times people have to pack up all their toiletries and they have to have everything and then they got to check a bag. Well, you know, most of that stuff you can buy when you're on the road. And so you really don't need to pack it all. And a lot of times the hotels are going to provide a lot of that for you. So that's just kind of a practical tip. You know, you don't because, again, it, it may sound like common sense and Jenny mentioned it, but just make sure you're aware of the, the, the liquid thing on the bags. Don't be the guy that is going through the, the security line and having to get pulled out and, you know, then you're bartering or bargaining or begging for your your cologne or whatever it just you know just know the rules yeah i always make sure i have extra cologne for rust just in case <laughs> yeah, this it. gets confiscated no but you can only take three ounce uh, three ounce containers and they need to be in one one quart plastic bag you know this stuff but just make sure you follow uh you could believe how many times even we get stuck with a bottle of water in our bag going oh no i look like such a rookie yep absolutely you know one thing i think is important is uh is is carry a passport have two forms of identification keep them separate 
because you just never know. So uh, we're not going to say, but you're going to find out next week uh, when you listen to the show what the answer to the trivia question was. But, uh, but you want to make sure you have a passport and then keep that separate from your driver's license. And that way, if you happen to lose something, you know, you've still got the other thing because having your identification is probably the single most important thing you have to have when you're traveling. And I always pack a little bit extra money hidden in different places in case I lose my main source of money. And I found most of your hiding places, but not all yet. So you keep <laughs> keep spreading it out. Now, this is huge. If you have two bags, separate stuff between bags. If you have to check bags, make sure you have enough in your carry-on bag to get you through one day because getting stuck without your bags, and it happens all the time, yes, it does. Uh, is, is, is difficult. I went to the airline the other day, I said, can you send this bag to China, this bag to San Francisco, and this bag to New York? And the lady said, no, sir, we can't do that. I said, why not? You did last week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, some other practical uh, uh, tips. Uh, I'm reminded that speaking of trivia, the, the trivia question, we I neglected as your host to give you last week's trivia question, which I, I don't want to do. Last week was Halloween Horror Stories, and our question was, uh, in what country did the jack-o'-lantern originate? And, and the hint there was the jack-o'-lantern, the answer, Ireland, which has me segueing into international travel. Yep. One of the things about traveling in other countries is the currency. So if you can get some of the currency ahead of time, what a saver this is. When you walk in and you have to make change, there are countries where there is no little booth. And so now you're in a country that doesn't really accept your currency, but there's nothing. I mean, it's very difficult. If you get ahead of time, you'll pay more in the airport to do it, but have a little bit of the local currency. Also, the power situation is different. I traveled to Australia a couple times with a guy who uh, always travels to Australia, and he had the most amazing little power converter. So I could use my laptop otherwise it wasn't fitting in the holes right yeah they actually they have those complete kits when we went to france to do that avana interview what i did was my first international trip and so i was doing all kinds of research to make sure that i was going to have everything i was going to need and that was very important because when you're dependent upon your cell phone and your laptop and all that and you're going into a you know a, a foreign power situation make sure you understand what the rules are and one of the great places to get that sources uh, of information are travel guides. Travel guides don't have any agenda. They're not trying to sell you real estate. They're not trying to pitch you timeshares. All they want to do is help you have a successful trip. And they'll point out a lot of things that the people who are you know, vacationing and the people who are tourists are going to look at. And that's an important part of understanding the local economy, especially if you're going to a resort area. International travel guides, for sure. If you've not been to a country, pick up one of those guides. They're inexpensive. They're written by people who've actually been there, which is which is huge. Um, let's talk, uh, uh, while we're on the international uh, level, too, about um, language. If you don't speak the language of the country, um, there are uh, memorizing a few key phrases is huge. And I tell you what, in most places I travel where this is, this is the case, if I don't speak the language, when I make an effort, people appreciate it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even though I'm botching their their words, especially France, especially. <laughs> uh, but but learn a few key phrases. A few key phrases can go a long way. And throughout your day, there's only only a half a dozen things you need absolutely to know. And if you can say those in another language, that'll help you. Or a, a quick translation guide is also uh, helpful uh, in those cases. Keep in mind jet lag. Stay hydrated. A lot of water on Huge, the road. Very important. And, and if you're going on an overnight flight, especially, uh, you know, Janine talked about the early flights being um, a, a good uh, a bet. Sometimes I've found that if I book a flight where my uh, layover is overnight. I get in late and I stay the next morning. I get a very inexpensive uh, hotel on Orbitz or another site at last minute, very inexpensive, stay there and I get up there early the next day and I do have a good chance of, of getting through. The other thing is frequent flyers fly a lot in the morning. 
I was uh, on a flight uh, recently, and they called, uh, you know, and the particular airline has their frequent flyer. And if you're, if you're on that, you get to board first. And there must have been 60 people who are at the elite status. I'm looking around going, wow, I thought I was more elite than that. On most flights, there's five of us. On this flight, there were 60 big flights between big cities in the morning. So keep that in mind, too. They fill up fast. I was just thinking about some other things here. You know, you talked about drinking water. I like to eat high water content stuff. Stay away from salty stuff because you get bloated. Stay away from airport food. Yeah, well, it's, you know, we always eat salads and try to get, you know, apples and just eat high water content because it's remarkably dehydrating to travel and, you know, it'll give you headaches and it just makes it very difficult. Plan ahead there, too. Everything in the airport is three times as expensive. You can't bring water in through security, but you can bring other snacks. You can bring healthy snacks. You can bring fruit. Uh, you know, you buy a banana at the, in the airport, it's $1.50. You buy a bunch of bananas at the grocery store for that. So, uh, and, you know, or you can just go bananas and, and take whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, one of the things we always do is we stop by a, a drugstore or grocery store and we get a case of water because, you know, for five bucks, you can get 24 bottles. This it, is huge. Well, we try, we literally, we will stop at a, at a, you know, big store and we'll grab for $5 a whole case of water. We'll have water for three days. If you wait until you get to the hotel where they have the $4 bottle of water, yeah. right? So, so, so that's huge. Um, we just have a couple of minutes, and uh, let's talk credit cards versus debit cards. It's always good to have business expenses separate, but your business, your real estate business, might not be able to get its own credit card, especially today. And debit cards are very helpful, but in some places, they're very problematic, well, like car big, rental. Yeah, the biggest thing is the car rentals. And so understand that most car rental decisions about accepting debit cards or not is local. So you call the 800 number and talk to the main call center they really don't know so you want to call the exact location and talk to somebody make sure you get their name make sure you understand their rules and, uh, and because I'm telling you, we've had major issues until we figured that one out. It was a biggie. Yeah, absolutely. We you can tell we're kind of blazing through this because we have more than we can possibly share. And uh, so what we've decided to do uh, is uh, do a free report, and it's called uh, uh, Travel Tips. We don't even know what the title is yet, but we'll make up some great we'll title. We'll make up a great the, the, title. The 17 and a half things you need to know to stay healthy on the road. Anyway, um, if you're interested in learning more about uh, travel and being a road warrior, just send us an email to travel tips at realestateguysradio.com. Travel Tips, one word at real estateguysradio.com and up will come all the stuff we couldn't talk about and lots of things that we did. Hey, big thanks to uh, Janine from uh, Orbitz for uh, sharing her insight with us uh, today. Thanks to our sponsors who make our show possible. Big thanks to Chath, our engineer, and uh, to you, our listener. Be sure to tell a friend about the Real Estate Guys and uh, come back next week. We'll have lots more to talk about. In the meantime, happy travels and go make some equity happen. The Real Estate Guys, brought to you by Paradigm Life, helping you unleash the power of infinite banking. Learn more at bethebank.com. Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Go to audible.com forward slash real estate guys for your choice of a free audiobook. Suburban Residential, brand new positive cash flow houses in Dallas, Texas. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies from attorney and rich debt advisor Garrett Sutton. Texas Investor Homes, discover high yield, low risk, double digit cash on cash returns with interim construction funding. CDA Law Center, providers of professional assistance with low modifications and the powerful REST Report, helping you level the playing field when negotiating with your lender. Find out about these and other fine sponsors under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. Learn how you can sponsor the Real Estate Guys. Call 888-489-7723. 888-489-7723. That's 888-489-7723. Once again, 888-489-7723 or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com.
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at EquityHappens.com.